Welcome to Livestream Stars. I'm Ross Brand. Every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we showcase talented broadcasters delivering high-quality content across live streaming platforms. Actually, that's not completely true because there's not going to be a show the next two weeks. Um, so today is not only the first show of 2016, but the last of our seven-show run. We're going to be off for two weeks, and then we'll be back um, Maybe maybe never take a break again. This has been so much fun. But next two weeks, uh, there won't be shows back on January 25th. Livestream Stars is brought to you by Livestream Universe, livestreamuniverse.com. Check it out. There's a new blog post featuring our guest, Karen Graves, um, 37 predictions from 37 thought leaders uh, about live streaming and digital broadcasting uh, for 2016. So definitely check that out. And now let's welcome Karen Graves. Karen is definitely one of the people who have been most enthusiastic in embracing Blab. I think she hosts about 40 shows a week. Uh, she <laughs> is the host of one of my favorite shows on Blab Thought Leaders uh, Playground, uh, where she and coach Jenny Mustafa Julak, the Audacity coach, discuss uh, how to run your Blabs, how to manage your Blabs, how to establish yourself, your business, and establish yourself as a thought leader on Blab. She's also host of the Innovative Think and Grow Rich for Coaches uh, show on Blab. And before we get into all that, Karen, tell us a little bit, because we've all had lives before this Blab took over our lives, right? So yeah. <laughs> you were a, a sales uh, professional, trainer, coach in in the corporate world, and then went off to do that as uh, as your own as your own business? Yes, sir. So I worked with Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. I was first of a sales rep, then, you know, hospital sales rep, and then I was a sales trainer and then a manager of sales trainers um, and had a really great run in corporate until I got to that to that burnout space and that space of knowing there was more to the world, you know, knowing that I was meant to do something different, something bigger, something bolder. And then, uh, you know, the not the idea of coaching was presented to me by somebody on our staff who had become a recent coach. And I was just like, oh, that's what I wanna do. So Pfizer was laying down just at the same time I was getting certified. I looked at it as divine intervention and I jumped into <laughs> my coaching practice headlong, head first, and uh, quickly realized that there's a lot more than passion that it takes to build a business. Now I can tell <laughs> online that a lot of people who, who come who come to talk to you, ask you questions and so forth, are coaches themselves. Mm -hmm. Are those your primary clients or do you work with people all across the spectrum of, of different businesses? My specialty is coaches and consultants and it's coaches who are just starting out or they find that they're starting over because what they thought they were supposed to do isn't really what they find is what they're really supposed to do. So I'm the person who's gonna help them build profitable coaching practices. And what do you see that, that people need the most help with, people who are solopreneurs or consultants, um, coaches, and they have to sell, they have to get business, they have to do some marketing. They got into it because they were passionate about helping people, but they still have to put some food on the table. So how do you help them or what do you see as the biggest like weaknesses that people have who get into that uh, line of work? And then how do you, you kind of help them get over that and, and make their businesses um, profitable? There's a couple of spaces and I love that question. So thanks for asking it. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I see is, is 
there's the sales and the marketing component. Um, and when you are blinded by passion, and I only say it because I was it, you know, I was that person who was like, oh no, I'll just be a coach and everybody will love that, you know, because I'm going to help people. And you don't have the sales and marketing st strategies, the basics, the fundamentals behind it. Um, it can get really confusing because there's so many ways that you're told, well, this is what you should do. And that's what you should do. And this is how you should do it. And there's so much information out there that people get bogged down and overwhelmed by it. And I usually say that people become addicted to info crack, you know, the, then there's like <laughs> downloading course and programs and packages and being, you know, getting involved and, in all sorts of mentorships, and they still don't know what it is that they do that's going to have the most results that their clients really want. They, they're they not looking for, you know, they're not thinking of themselves as problem solvers and solution providers and leaders and influencers. And so once they figure that out, then it's also, is that marketable? Is that something somebody will invest in? Is there evidence that somebody even wants to buy what you're selling? And right. so, you know, knowing that, that, you know, at the end of the day, it's really, it's business and you've got to make sure that what you're offering is what people want. And you, you need to be positioned in front of them and know what you're talking about and have that belief with yourself too. So the whole mindset thing can also get in people's way. So there's a there's right. a lot of layers, but at the end of the day, it really comes down to, are you creating a sound and profitable business? So in addition to getting caught up with a lot of information and overthinking and, and trying to become an expert on everything with sales and marketing so that people are busy without necessarily taking the step forward, right? Mm -hmm. What what do you what other things do you see that people spend time on um, who are new to sales and marketing and, and promoting themselves? that tends to not really give much of a return on investment because time's really the most important asset we have now. And it's easy to feel like you're doing something all day. You can be on social media, you can be on lab, you can be, you can be, you know, sending emails, you can be cold calling. There's, there's a million different things you can do with the technology we have from anywhere and still feel like, okay, I'm accomplishing something, but are you like, so what do you, what do you think are the mistakes that people are, are making and how they, you know, maybe spend their time that isn't that productive. Yeah, I see that we can always justify our time in, in the world, in the realm of busyness, but it's not necessarily conducting the business on the things that we need to focus on. So I see that a lot of people are preparing for how they feel they should look in order for somebody to work with them. So they start doing, you know, I'm going to create a webinar. I'm going to fancy up my website or I'm going to, I'm going to look perfect. I'm going to spend all my time all over social media and make it seem like I have a big presence. When at the end of the day, it really comes down to, are you doing the things that are going to get you in front of the clientele that you're going to be working with? Are you doing the things that are going to have you actually having a conversation with the person who's going to ultimately become your client? And if you're doing those things that you think, you know, I think people get focused on, I'm going to speak one to many. I'm going to talk to a lot of people and hopefully that will catch a lot of people rather than focusing on why not do the things that are helping you speak to one person that you can help at a time and start helping those people. And right. where, where do you find that person? If somebody's new to getting into coaching or consulting, um, is it, is it cold calling? Is it social media? Um, you're saying people are trying to build like a big presence, right? And, and, they don't have client number one yet. So how do they get 
to where they can be building and where they can be helping people and doing what it is they got into wanting to do it in the first place, which probably wasn't wanting to design a website and, you know, create <laughs> webinars and, you know, because those things take a lot, a lot of time too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they take a lot of time and, you know, they also take a big audience for you to have right. a really good return on, on investment on something like a webinar you're going to need a lot of people. You're going to have to throw out, you know, this huge net. Now I always say throw out a wide net, but that wide net should incorporate people who are surrounding you at any given moment. Right. And when I say like surrounding you at any given moment, it's, you can probably find a client in the people you already know. You can find clients in the people that know who you know. You can find clients in your local networking. You can find clients, you can cold call. It's not my, not my favorite approach at all, but it's something that you can do. There are people who are in your social media universe who are already ideal clients, but instead of going into a group and yelling out to everybody, why not make you know personal connections to those folks? Right. So instead of looking you know far and wide, look right around you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I think... Like you and Jenny are so great at using Blab because it's not so much about broadcasting to the world and hoping you find a new client somewhere who sees you. You you guys use it to stay engaged and, and stay connected and continue helping um, your clients that you already have or people who are already interested in working with you to a large degree, right? I mean, a lot of it is building a community and keeping that community engaged. I mean, it's it's almost more like community management than it is like, okay, I'm gonna get on, do a show, and all of a sudden 10 new clients are gonna be showing up at my door, right? Right, it's, it actually, for, for me, Blab really started as this, first of all, it was one of those things that was just like, where has it been all my life? But I'm a, I, I love speaking. Speaking is my favorite platform. If I'm, you know, right. if I'm, whether it's live or virtual, but I found that when I was trying to do it virtual, there was never anything that allowed me to feel that the engagement was two way. I always mm -hmm. felt like, you know, with Periscope and and um, and Google Hangouts and stuff like that. Google Hangouts, first of all, is a technological nightmare. So I didn't <laughs> never liked it. <laughs> I was like, who created this crap? It's horrible. Um, but, you know, when it came to like periscoping and YouTubing, I felt like I was just like, I'm just going to talk here and I'm going to hope that there's engagement and then maybe that we can have a dialogue. And Blab was actually that thing. I, you know, being a sales trainer and having a training background, I was always platforming. I was always standing in front of groups. And to me, this is the next best way to do that in an, in an atmosphere. Right. So Blab was exactly what that was it was the it's the opportunity to do that teaching and training and interacting in that capacity and build a community around it so people were having conversations and engaging with each other so it was really really cool um so i really enjoyed this type of this type of platform this space um and that's that's what i think blab lends to an environment and you know so for people who are thinking about using blab really not looking at it is I'm going to get a lot of clients. Now, did I get clients? Absolutely. But if that was my intention, I, I think I would have crashed and burned mm -hmm. because it became, it was much more organic than that. It was just much more just being, doing what I always do, whether it's somebody invites me to come to speak at their workshops or doing my own. Do you do much repurposing of your blabs? Do you put them on a website? Do you share them out as sort of 
proof that you know what you're talking about. If some, you know, if somebody says, "Okay, how can I learn more about what you do?" Yeah. You can send them to a website, and people just scan, and then they forget about it, right. Or you you could send them to watch a replay of this blab where I actually talk about this and how I help people, or whatever. Is that something you do, or do you just try and stay in the moment, and then when it's over? You, you got another show coming up anyway. <laughs> yeah, my shows are pretty much every day. So it's my best intention. And you know, I've been saying, I'm getting simple live press, simple live press, but I really don't want to get simple live press for the purpose of, I do really want a new website, not to look pretty, just because I don't like .org. I've never right. liked .org. And I'm like, you know what? I want to change that. Um, but this, you know, as far as repurposing, I started putting them on YouTube. But then I said, I don't have much of a YouTube presence. If they're going to go anywhere, they're going to go on my blog. Uh, so I, I like the idea of repurposing where they live for the most part is either here or in my Facebook group. Right. So I right. do have a Facebook group and that's where, that's where I house them. And, you know, other than that, they should be on my blog. I have to get better at that. Yeah. <laughs> 2016 intention. Yeah, yeah. Simple Life Press is great. I mean, it does bring all your comments over, um, which is which is pretty cool. Um, so Julie from uh, at Peaceful Eater asks a, a very interesting question, and, and that is, if you're trying to help people around a topic in which they might be embarrassed about coming forward and discussing, say, in a platform like Blab, how do you, you know, reach that that as she calls it that tribe? I think it's a great question. I did see that. Hi, Julie. So as far as when you're looking looking at um, a topic that is emotionally sensitive or psychologically sensitive to people and they're not they're not comfortable disclosing, the best thing that you can do is partner with organizations that are already serving that community. Because binge eating is not, you know, it's not like people aren't aren't serving that group. There are there are doctors, there are, you know, organizations. So I would say who in your world is already in front of them and is looking and willing and wanting to partner with you in serving that community. That's that would great. be that would be the best approach because then you're not you're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Right. It right. can be really hard because if you have people who aren't like, yes, yes, that's me, you know, I'm the one over here, then it's going to be really really tough to reach them. Now, do you ever have the the opposite issue, Karen, where you have somebody comes on to a lab and asks you a question and you start thinking, hmm, maybe they're getting into something that they don't, they may not realize that they, they're discussing this in public. Because this, this is a very informal, very friendly, you know, platform. And, and it's easy to forget sometimes and think, okay, you know, we'll just talk about like we were chatting, you know, over a cup of coffee or something. And all of a sudden you remember, well, this is going to live forever, perhaps. So um, do you ever have a time where it's like a client or somebody might ask you a question in a blab and you think, not sure really do you really want to discuss this here or should we not be like the i guess i'm asking what's the opposite of of the question that julie asked yeah no i i absolutely have had that that you know space where people get in my chair and um you know i call it my my love space my love chair <laughs> and it can be really sensitive and all i do is at that point is ask them is it okay if we keep discussing this we're on the record do you want to go stay on the record? Do you want to get off the record? Right. You know, because they can live on forever. And I've had cases where some people are like, no, keep it on the record, you know, because I want to refer back to it later. You know, like when you're in a moment of getting coached, 
it's almost surreal. It's almost like an out of body experience. <laughs> like you're not necessarily knowing you like you're if you're really connected to the coach, you should not be thinking about what you're talking about. You should just right. be responding. You should be in that space, right? There should be a deeper connection than just that conversation. Um, so sometimes people want to go back and reflect through it and and hear what they didn't hear the first time. And some people are like, I never want to see it again. Let's act like it never happened. So right, right. Get off the record. <laughs> so I think it's, you know, if you're in that space, just ask permission is right, the best right. way to go about it. <laughs> <laughs> so talk a little bit about the different labs you host, um, especially interested in Think and Grow Rich for, for coaches, because, you know, we all know the title of the Napoleon Hill book, and now you're doing that type of content on Blab, which is very interesting to me. So talk a little bit about that show and, and how that works. Because I know that's a very big endeavor. I mean, that you've been you've been working on for a long time. Yeah. So it started back in, I want to say, I think it was like October, September, October. And I was on somebody's Blab. I forget what the topic even was. And I, and I was going into like the Think and Grow Rich information because I had just picked up the book again. And I was like, you know, I was thinking about maybe I should do Think and Grow Rich like as a book, like a daily book discussion. And uh, I had been thinking about it for years though, Ross. That was the crazy thing. Like for years I was like, maybe I'll do like a teleseminar series and maybe I'll do a webinar, maybe I'll do. And I just never had the courage, but for some reason, Blab felt like the space. So I said, you know, and I kind of did it as a twofer. One, because I really wanted to get into this information and to really lead the discussion and go deeper in the book. Um, but the other one was actually hold myself accountable <laughs> to finishing the book <laughs> and finishing it with a group. And so I, I put out this, let's do Think and Grow Rich for Coaches. And at that time, I was doing another blab called The Coach's Corner. So it was like Think and Grow Rich for Coaches was just going through coach, the Think and Grow Rich book. And then The Coach's Corner was going to go through every other topic. Well, as it started progressing, my schedule got too crazy. It just got too, there was just too many blabs going on. So I scaled back just to think and grow rich. We went through the book the first time. Then we went through Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence right. People. Then we went through a 10 day challenge. And now we're back to think and grow rich. And it really just springboarded into these discussions about, you know, these iconic classics, how they apply to apply to our lives today. How can we, you know, just become better people? for ourselves, for our businesses. And uh, that's what I, you know, that's where it came from and that's where I take it every time. I'm gonna guess the answer is yes, or you wouldn't have invested this much time into it, but I'm guessing they all still are very relevant and the advice is, is you know, fairly timeless. I mean, maybe the language that they're written in kind of reflects their, their the era that they were, you know, created, right? But yeah, um, yeah. But, but the lessons, you, you'd recommend those books to anybody, right? Oh my gosh, yes. You know, when it comes to, especially Think and Grow Rich, it's that one book that you can ask, you know, 100 entrepreneurs, have you ever heard of this book? Somebody's going to say yes. You know, but most of them are going to say yes. And people are going to tell you either they've read it or they've been thinking about reading it or they apply it or they don't, they live it, they eat, sleep and breathe it. Um, mm -hmm. It's definitely, and, and I find that if you read just about any modern personal self-development book, you know, Napoleon Hill covered 13 principles of success in this book. Uh, the 16 that he identified any book that you read it, those principles are in the book right they're in right. every single book you know now some people are like well he took those principles from the bible maybe so but you know i was looking up some information on it 
out of all of the books ever written, it is the only, it's the only second personal development book behind the Bible that has sold the most copies. It sold 70 million wow. copies. And it's the only one, it's the, it's the first nonfiction book behind, behind the Bible. So wow. the Bible, nobody can touch. It's 5 billion copies. <laughs> Can't touch the Bible. I don't think anybody yeah, had a couple that. thousand years start, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, had, they had a really good long start. Um, but even before they started counting book sales. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Before there were even uh, it was know, on. bookstores. <laughs> <laughs> what is this New York Times bestseller you say? Um, <laughs> Yeah. So yes, and Think and Grow Rich is still selling, and we we can even count the copies that you know. Um, in my Facebook group, there's a PDF version that you can get. There's all sorts of different versions. There's all sorts of offshoots of it. It is you know, it's just a book that the principles never die. And I applied the principles the first go round with doing this this blab. I applied the principles, and I can tell you, I my life dramatically changed from the time of starting reading it to where I am now. It was like just, you know, getting my practice back together because I had taken a year off, a year and a half off of my practice, trying to get it back together and, and you know, still trying to find my way back into coaching. And now it's like full practice, another business going on. And it, it's, a, it's a far cry, far cry. And I, I really attribute it to who I've become through the principles. So give everybody also a, a little update on, Thought Leaders Playground. It's really like a, a show that I, I love because it's all about learning how to do Blab, how to get better at Blab. And it's a chance where people can ask questions um, of other people on Blab, of you, of Jenny, and and learn how to get better at doing this. So, you know, kind of what motivated you and 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 where where's the show at like right now and what do you see for it, you know, going forward? So, I think that's like 10 questions in one. <laughs> I, I, <stop> <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So Thought Leaders Playground, if everybody knows Coach Jenny, Jenny and I, um, we met on Blab. It sounds like at the beginning of a right. funny joke, like we met on Blab. Um, <laughs> met on Blab. And we just found that we have like similar styles and also similar, similar viewpoints about what right. Blab's ability to be is you know like we're still in the newness phase of blab this is still a novelty a lot of people don't even know what it is i can't you know you can now as, unlike think and grow rich you can ask 100 entrepreneurs do you know what blab is and there's probably no. like five in every crowd <laughs> are like yeah i know blab well, I've heard <laughs> it. you know they don't really know it yet right. so it's still just starting out and if you notice that some of the programming is really great programming like this the show that you're doing here it's all Thank about you. you know really highlighting the quality and substance that exists in the blab blab world. Well, there's also some quality, some lacking of quality and substance mm -hmm. in the blab world. But what we what we thought is, you know, we're not going to worry about what's not great about blab. But if we really look at the folks who are doing, you know, what they want to do as far as being thought leaders, as far as helping others, influencing others, bringing forth, you know, topics, ideas solutions to you know the the world at large and really change the world in a in a powerful way and want to do it through blab we want to help them right right and so that's where the thought leaders playground came from and is there like a common denominator among like shows that you think are good okay this is what good hosts do this is you know what a good show is about or is every show just you know what makes one show good is totally different from from another one 
my personal take on it is that the shows that are really, really good are about the audience mm -hmm. and less about the person who's putting them out there. You know, right. I believe that you've got to come from that place of service. You know, if you're going to be somebody worth following, then it's not about you. It's about those who that who are viewing, you know. And so if you think about, oh, well, I'm the host now. I kicked him out. No, he'll be right back. I'm sure. Um, here he comes. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can't hit the back. If you hit the back button when you're uh, typing in the chat box, it sometimes it takes you to a different screen in your browser. So. Oh, I totally lost my show this morning because I was clicking around and I was just like, oh, there I go, and I'm the only host here. That's fun. I, I was trying. I was trying to tell Julie that Thought Leaders Playground, um, but I started typing the wrong thing. Um, is is on 4:30 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesdays. Yep, are, are you on tomorrow? We are on tomorrow. Awesome. As a matter of fact, um, I'd have to double check with Jenny, but I do believe <laughs> we are back tomorrow because we did take a break for the holidays. But it's all about, you know, how can how can we help those who want to use Blab effectively use Blab effectively? What is it that we can do? And there's also, oh, thank you for, thank you, Shoshana, putting the Facebook group. You know, what can we do to enhance the quality and substance of Blab? through the people who are already blabbing. Are we, you know, the end all be all of, we know blab better than anybody else? No, we're still new at it too. Right. But we've learned some things by staying glued into what are the changes that are happening on blab? Um, what are some of the ways that you can effectively use blab in your business? What you should think about before going into a blab? What's gonna work in blabs? What doesn't work in blabs? Cause you know, we've done some of these things and we've done some of the hiccups right. that have, have been like, you know, I've had the blabs where it's like, okay, it's just me and myself and I. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not fun. You know, those are the blabs that are hidden in my, in my replay. <laughs> but they exist. It's um, like the people who put a post on Facebook and nobody likes it, so they delete it a day. <laughs> I've never, right. I don't think I've ever done that, but I, I, I was reading about something where people like people do that, especially like, uh, you know, a lot of the younger generation, if they don't get enough likes, they just delete the post. <laughs> well, I don't, have to, I don't have time to go back to delete my unliked posts, but I will happily go back and delete my, you know, like my ad, my blabs that were like not good blabs. Right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, so yeah, we, we come around here enough and we show up enough that we've come up with some, you know, what are some good etiquette practices? What are some sh good show formats? What are some things that are really, really working for us? Does it make us experts, but it does make us, you know, helpful to other people. So, wow, Kurt Green looks like JFK Jr. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Hello, never Kurt. unless he turns his webcam on. I know, so, Kurt, Kurt. If you're, you're trying to get on, just accept uh, the the use of Blab to your to your webcam. There you go. Um, we're still not going to know. No. Yeah, we still don't know. You, you look it. like you're in the witness protection place. Oh my goodness There you go. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Kurt. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. So what's your, Doing all right. what's your I question am not for JFK. Jennifer? Okay. I see that you're not JFK Jr. I kind of, I kind of see. <laughs> you're a handsome man, though. I will say you're definitely a handsome man. Well, thank you. Um, I have him up on my as my um, Twitter um, 
because he fell out of the sky with his wife and his uh, sister-in-law, and I didn't think that was fair. And then my uh, Facebook uh, picture is uh, President uh, Mrs. Kennedy, and they did that to the father. I think there's something going on there all these years with JFK and JFK Jr. and just shooting an MOK and his brother too, RFK. Everybody mm. be shooting. There was a lot of shooting going on back then. So, Kurt, do you have a question yeah, about uh, Blab or sales or marketing? Um, this is not the place to get into uh, the political discussions. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, no, I don't. I'm sorry. Oh, I'll no go problem. away. Don't you all have a good day. You have a good night. Right. Thanks for popping Take in. Take care. Thanks, Kurt. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Very flexible with topics, but um, I said when I got on this, I wasn't going to do politics and I wasn't going to do religion. So <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> And you know what, exactly what you just did, Ross, was a perfect example of how you handle, you know, when things go can go awry and off topic. Because this can happen in any blab. People will show up and just try to try to come in your space. And I don't think that, you know, I think he's he's good heart, good right. intention, but not the right space or the right time. And you handled it just so well. Oh, thanks. thanks. <laughs> Better than I would have, because well, I probably would have been like entertaining it for a minute. <laughs> he's new to Blab. Yeah, so he's new to Blab. So, he's, yeah. you know, he's still learn. It's a learning ground, you know, so welcome to Blab. Um, and now, you know, kind of like you got to stay on top. <laughs> One of the funniest ones I saw was I, I was I was in the chat box on another Blab and somebody got on and said, so what are you guys talking about? Oh yeah, that, come, that happens all the time. My other favorite one was when somebody got on a blab and they they started asking, "How do I get this thing off my phone?" They didn't intend to be on. Oh wow! They called them by actually, accident. I saw a woman. I think she was. It was. She must have had it on her iPad, and her little two year old was like all in the camera and like all in like hey, blah, blah, blah. and. She doesn't even know the baby's on the iPad on the blab. So it was great. And we're all sitting there like, hi, aren't you cute? Could you get your mama? (laughs) (laughs) So thanks, Kurt, for calling in. Um, Definitely come back to us if you want to talk about sales, marketing. And there's your daughter right behind you. Yeah, my little sister. She's like, oh, did you say you're blabbing? So let me stick my head in your (laughs) blab. You won't notice at all. <laughs> That's funny. So any so, any crazy stories you've had? Like, uh, what, what's the funniest thing that happened on on, a, on one of your blabs? Something you weren't expecting? Oh gosh, I can always go back to like my first blab. Yes, yeah, Shoshana hit it just when I said it. I could go back to my first blab right now. This is something that's not so funny. Thank you, much. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> my first blab was, it was so interesting. I don't even, I think it was, it was something about the topic of like trolls and how to handle social media, something. Was that my topic, Shoshana, if you remember? Well, in any event, um, this woman gets on and there was a, there was a, like somebody in the seat and that person, you know, made a statement that she didn't agree with she gets on and she says the other woman's attacking her 
and she felt very threatened and she felt very angry and she felt very, you know, and it like, yes, and vulnerable. And I feel that I, and it was very dramatic. <laughs> it was really dramatic. And I was just like, okay, so how do we handle this? Get her out of here, but also don't crush her. Right, you know, like right. I didn't want to crush because she was definitely in a space that was toxic. She energy. was already feeling vulnerable. She was already feeling vulnerable. She was, and she was on the high defensive. Mm. And I, you know, I just kind of let her have that space and let her have her, her, uh, you know, her piece of saying, but kind of swooshed her out of the room, (laughs) Um, eventually got her out of there. Uh, And I just tried not to match her energy. And that was the biggest thing. And it was funny in the aftermath, but during it, it was definitely tense. And there, there was, you know, a lot of people who are like, what, what, where did she come from? Like what happened? So, but today I can laugh at it and say it was funny because, you know, it was just trying not to lose your cool and trying not to get caught up in the story because there was definitely a big story happening for her. <laughs> Shoshana, it's so funny. So funny. Yeah. And if she would have dropped her out the Accidentally. box. Accidentally. Oops, I think we lost her. <laughs> oh, ding, ding, ding. So sorry. Go back so in sorry. if your connection improves and we'll accept you. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And then hit the block, the little triangle on her name. Like, you can't come in here anymore. But it's something like even, you know, um, radio show hosts who've been around for 30, 40 years, whatever, still deal with getting these uncomfortable sort of situations and and how they handle it. Yeah, I just think that you don't know what, you know, it's human condition. These are human beings doing human things. Welcome back, Kurt. Hey, I wanted to tell you about what I did. I, uh, about marketing and, uh, business and all that. I, uh, work for teen challenge. If you know that, uh, uh, teen challenge, it's a, a, uh, uh, not a rehabilitation, but just a Christian, like a place where it helps people. And Uh at this particular one in Phoenix, um, they used to wash cars. That's how they made their money. Cause all the money that they uh, raise to pay the bills comes from just donations and whatever. So they were washing cars out there. And um, <clears throat> uh, somebody brought a washer and dryer by to uh, give us, to donate, and sold it for 50 bucks, washer and dryer. So I came up with the flyer. I came up with a flyer with uh, washer, dryer, car, bicycle, uh, this and that, the other, and had the Teen Challenge kids go out and pass those flowers out. And you get it's tax deductible because it's a Christian place, so you get tax deduct. And boy, my goodness, the calls started coming. And people, they pass those flowers out. We want your junk. And calls came through. Boom, 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 boom. And we had to get a delivery truck. And there became a huge yard sale and all kind of stuff for sale. And my good, uh, that was back in 99. And at yard sales still going on. And I bet they'd made a million or two dollars, two a million or two 
million worth of money versus having the worst cars ends. That's what I did. Oh, that's great. Team challenge. And that's, you know, now you have social media as well, where you could, you could spread the word and, and even hear around glass. Yeah. So that's, that's grassroots marketing right there. That is the the key of grassroots marketing, staying right in your neighborhood and connecting people directly. Oh my goodness. Campaign. And I got, I even got um, in uh, Sun City, Arizona is a, a elderly. I don't know if you've heard of Sun City, but it's all elderly. And so when they pass away, uh, they put their house up for uh, you know, all their belongings. What is it called? Where you can go in and buy all the things. Like an estate but sale? A estate sale, yes. Mm-hmm. And so I got hooked up with this lady that anything that was left over in that house uh, that wouldn't sell was given to us. And so we take our truck there. And my goodness, the things that are in an elderly house, they take so good care of their items. And I mean, the whole whole, uh, uh, garage and beautiful couches and just antique and we and she just give it to us all and then we set it out at teen challenge and boy it just boomed that that um yard sale at teen challenge that i started way back then just with a washer and dryer is all it started out with but yeah you could do wonders they don't have to wash cars anymore that's fantastic so we want to Get some other calls and thanks a lot, Kurt, for, for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for demonstrating grassroots marketing. You know, here's the thing Bye-bye. though about his point about grassroots marketing, right? It's doing the little things, the things that people often overlook as far as really getting traction in their business. I, what I find now is that there is this overcomplication of making connections to the audience that you want to make connections with. And so we go so far away from the audience rather than, okay, this audience is right here. Like, what can I do right now to connect to the next person? And so I, you know, I like his story because, you know, in 99, we could ramp that up and add a little spice of social media. Um, But it really is just, here's an audience. They want their car washed. Here we are positioned to wash their cars. Let's get, let's do it. And what else can we bring? Like, what, what else, else can we do have? we have that people aren't going to use or don't want to use anymore that could bring, you know, additional funds? So, yeah, yeah. And if we really think about, you know, what is it that our people want? What are they looking for? And are, and are they looking for what we think they're looking for? Right, right. You know, sometimes I think we make up like, well, this would be a nice way to help people, but it's mm-hmm. not really what they want. Right, right. And sometimes it just takes a little trial and error, too. I mean, oh, it, it's and it realizes like, OK, cut your losses, right? You're trying something and the people you're trying to help, the people you're trying to sell to, the people you're trying to engage aren't necessarily interested in what you think they're going to be interested in. And so you have to change on the fly. You can't wait. You can't wait three years and then say, well, you know, 
<laughs> I provided it, but they didn't, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, you have I, to listen, you have to listen a lot. And we don't do that as much anymore. Right. I mean, it's, it's so much like broadcasting and broadcasting, which, you know, we love doing that on blab, but I'm talking about on Twitter and, you know, people just schedule tweets all day and nobody's really listening to anybody. Anymore. Yes. Yes. It, it's true. You know, I, um, the level of engagement of actual engagement is dramatically lower than it should be or could be. You know, if people really took the time to listen, to have conversations, again, another reason to, you know, give Blab the props. Right. Um, because this is where it's it's creating that dialogue. It's creating that conversation. This is a great platform to figure out what do people really want. You know, instead of just shouting into the wind or putting out what you think are pithy comments and cute little memes, you can really have some real world this is what people really want to hear. This is what people want to know about you. This is what people want to learn. And and it and it can, you know, it's a great place. Great place yeah. to find out. Um before before I discovered Blab, what the one most, you know, engaging thing I I found was Twitter chats where people would ask each other questions and you would you would learn something. Um, and you would meet new people and stuff. But since Blab has come along, I'm not sure I've done, since I found Blab, I'm not sure if I've done a Twitter chat. I mean, it's just so much better to talk to people directly, to see their face, to hear them laugh, to, you know, get all the subtext that, you know, you can't get in in just typing on a keyboard and then also not limited to 140 characters at a, at a time. It's just, since I found Blab, there's nothing, there's nothing like this in, in social media. And you mentioned um, Google Plus Hangouts, right? That was a disaster. I mean, <laughs> to have to send people a link, like it's not, you, you don't just go to Google Plus and you, you, know, you log in, you look for something interesting and you join. You have to send them a link. There's only so many people can get in the room and then the other people don't know, am I in the Hangout or am I watching on air? <laughs> what I'm doing? Oh my and gosh. I've made some changes, but you know, it, it's almost like it was too far gone to go back and bother looking at it right now. I mean, it, they'd have to really pick up steam again to to make people who've come to Blab, I think, go back. Yeah, it was wonky. It was clunky. It was tough to get around. I remember, like, you know, there was a couple of times I needed to do a Google Hangout. And it was just with, like, five people. And I was sweating bullets because I'm like, I can't get the, the, the link to work and I can't get my lower third and I can't get, and it was right. just such a pain in the behind. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I love what Rebel just said. She's like, once you go to Blab, you'll never go back. <laughs> There's no need to go back. Like Google Hangouts, I'm sorry, you have been circumvented. This is, we're done. We're done with you. We're right, done because right. There is nothing easier than clicking on a blab and being in it <laughs> like there's i don't when is somebody gonna create something easier than that and if they do that will be interesting funny uh kurt says wish we had this back in 1985 and shoshana said we weren't we wouldn't have been ready for it <laughs> and um i beg to differ <laughs> i that was my no thank you <laughs> i wouldn't want people to know anything that i was doing in 1980 right 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 <laughs> I was still in high school. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we so, weren't mature enough for it then. <laughs> did you use Periscope at all? I did. I tried using Periscope. I think I did 
like one or two periscopes and I never could get with it. It just wouldn't even, it just, I, I just, I didn't have the love for it. The closest I got to it was, um, there was no mad cast, which, which actually linked to Facebook. And I liked it better because I'm a big Facebook person. Like Facebook beyond blab, Facebook is my happy place. If you're not, if I'm not on blab, I'm on Facebook. And so anything that was Twitter related, which is funny that blab is, I just couldn't get there. I was just like, mm -hmm. I'm not going through Periscope. But Blab, that's the only way they got my Twitter business back. <laughs> so you mentioned Facebook. Yeah. You know the next question that's coming. Will Facebook Live be popular? Will it take over? Will it hurt Blab? Will it hurt Periscope? What do you think? What do you make of Facebook Live? I hope that it doesn't. I, I it, So when I first saw the whole Facebook Live, I actually got excited. But now that I'm seeing that they are opening it to people like just all over the place who are using it, you know, and people are like, oh, this is us at Christmas time playing um, guitar band or whatever that, that game is. You know, <laughs> I'm like, really? I really want to see, like, it's enough to have video clips from everybody, but to now have people who are like, I'm live right now in the grocery store and I just want to let you know I'm here in the grocery store. I'm like, <laughs> no, thank you. I don't want it. So, right, right. but I also don't think it can replace Blab for the fact that it doesn't have this. It doesn't have right. you in a box, me in a box, and you know somebody else in the seats. Which, hello, people, you can still get in the seats. Um, right. It doesn't have that same interactivity. So I don't. So it's think really it more of a threat to Periscope than it is yes. to to Blab. Yep. Um, you do you know? Do you have it yet? I wouldn't even know where to look for it at this point. Um, but I don't think I have it yet. They turned me down. I tried oh, yeah, twice, yeah. but I tried at the time that it was like, you know, Oprah probably got it. Um, you know, Grant Cardone got it. You know, like, like uh, um, what's his name? Gary Vee had it. Right, uh, right. I think if I tried again now, because I do have an active business page, I could get on there, but I don't want to. Right. I really right. don't want to. I, I'm not going to, to the, I, I don't have those strike uh, strikes of, um, of genius in the middle of the day that I have to like go to video. <laughs> you know, I really am that if I have a strike of genius, it's it's probably going to get written, written form first, and it's probably going to marinate, and then I'll probably do a blab about it. So I'm guessing you're not on Snapchat either, or you're not using it actively? No, I don't even have a Snapchat account. I'm kind of like, I don't want to go there because my niece and nephew are there. <laughs> <laughs> and my and I have a stepdaughter who's twenty seven. I I don't think I want to know what they're Snapchatting about. Right, right. <laughs> I'm a little scared of them. <laughs> Welcome, Revel. Revel or Revel? Revel. Revel. Welcome. Revel. Hey, lady. Uh, Shishana says she's got it. You have Snapchat or you have Facebook Live? I think she means Facebook Live. Oh, so everybody has it now. She says when you go to post the status on your phone, um, let me take a look at my phone. You guys talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have it. At first it was like celebrities and stuff, and then it was people who were verified with a business page. And for life of me, I can't get verified, and I've had a business page for a couple of years now. Actually, yeah, and um, I don't really care. Yeah, that's how I felt. Like at first, I was like, when they told me I couldn't, I really wanted to, and now that I can, I'm like, I don't, I don't want. To. 
I mean, how, how many things, how much time can we spend doing this stuff, you know? Yeah. As, 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 our, as our, our clients over there, what's up, baby? Hold on, sorry. Bye, 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 bye. Oh, bye. Okay. <laughs> market tonight. So, you know, I mean, for me, it's like, um, how many, how many social medias? I don't have enough time in my life. I'm already, I'm already a blab addict. I can't, I can't do, you know, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, Pinterest. I can't do them all. And then now Facebook Live ain't happening. Yeah. So when I when I open my phone right to Facebook, yeah. I, I see status, photo, and check in. So I go to status, right? And first it brings up if I hit the the camera icon, it brings up my gallery. Um, and then I can click either like the photo icon on that or the video icon and it opens up like where I could shoot a video. But I don't think that's Facebook Live, right? That's just shooting, recording a video that I would then upload or is that, would I have been live if I had clicked on on that? I don't know, let me see. Well, that's, that's your camera roll, so isn't that when you that's click- That's different. That's like you can do, you can post. Okay, so- I can post a video right now, is that live though? I have five icons. Let me see. I've only got three. I've got status, photo, and check-in. Right. I, I got the same. So where, where are you looking? Oh, Shoshana, you're special. <laughs> so she's, I have, let's see. I have icons. No. I've got post, update. What is this? Update something. Okay. I'm on an iPhone. Maybe that makes a difference? No. I can update oh, an activity. I'm on, a, I'm on an Android. Maybe it hasn't been rolled out for Android yet. Well, my, yeah, no, I have, I have, um, I got no, an iPhone. I don't rate. It's a Me? man with a halo over it. Nope. Don't have a man with a halo. <laughs> I apparently don't rate yet. Men with a halo. No men here. All I have to do is say Facebook, you're missing out. You're missing out on some of the best live video that you could get right now. So there. And, and, and if I had live video, I would tell you about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it's not, if, it if it hasn't happened already, it's not too long where somebody's going to be on Facebook Live while they're on Blab and they're going to think that they can Facebook Live it so that they can bring people over to Blab who otherwise don't even know what Blab is, right? I, it it well, could I work, we, but it's not something that I, I like to look at the people that I'm talking to. So I can't imagine having like three different cameras here and going. <laughs> well, I know I, people do that with Periscope, you know, yeah. they're, they're Periscope. He comes on my Periscopes, uh, my, my blabs in the morning and he scopes them to his audience. Yeah. See, I don't. Yeah. I, I am. I am. Look, my, I am low tech. <laughs> I am one space at a time. I am, uh, you know, it's like, if it, to me, if it works, why change it? Why drive yourself crazy with it? So I try to keep it kind of low profile and very simple. Right, simple right. and strategic at the same time. Um, but to those who do all of that, I value. <laughs> I, just, I just don't see it, but it's not me. So Shoshana, have you actually, have you used it? Have you gone on and done a, a Facebook Live? No, not yet. No. What's, uh, how's, how's it different? Can you come in? Can you come in and see? I want to know how it's different from um, Periscope or Blab or whatever. Have you have either of you done Meerkat? No. No, I, I signed up for it, but I've never used it. Yeah. 
I figured I wasn't doing Periscope, so. I don't even really use, I mean, I, I use Periscope if somebody that I know is going to be on and do something interesting, I'll, I'll catch it. But I, I haven't done Periscope either. I keep saying I'm going to try it just to kind of learn what it is and what's going on. But, you know, I, I haven't I haven't done it yet. I like Periscope because it's simple. But since I've been going on Blab now and doing my own Blabs, I don't care, you know, following Karen and Jenny and, and Carol Sankar and so many other people. I just don't have time to do one more thing. It's just don't have I, I think because it's it's integrated with Twitter and now Apple TV is going to actually give you the, the opportunity to broadcast or watch um, Periscopes on Apple TV. Um, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be around for a while and somebody famous or some some celebrity or somebody who does something that goes viral is going to hit it off on 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 Periscope. And people are going to be watching that on Apple TV one day instead of like watching their, you know, their favorite program at night. <laughs> so I think, you know, I don't think Facebook Live is necessarily going to kill Periscope. It definitely won't kill kill Blab. But no, yeah, and I don't, I don't see it as killing it or or direct competing with it. But the thing is, you know, there are there's one percent of the world population on Facebook, and it's the highest number of people anywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely going to have some type of impact. And so I think it's really good for Periscope to be a leader in getting with Apple TV because that mm -hmm. will give them that leverage. Um, otherwise, Facebook Live would crush it just by mere numbers. Yeah, I think there'll be that split. You know, like people use Facebook Live for, you know, showing off their kid's sporting event or birthday party to relatives who can't make it and things like that. But they'll still come to places like Periscope and Blab to talk business, to learn, you know, to have different kinds of discussions that maybe they don't really think that they're, they're friends and family. There's their sort of close network of, of, of social relationships really are that interested in. So I, I think different platforms could be used. For, for different things. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a much more of a community over, like, you know, the everyday neighborhood community over on Facebook than it is right. in, in any other right. space. There's a lot of people, that's all they do is, is they just they just connect to family and, like you were saying, family relatives and stuff who they don't see all the time. And for me, it, it's been really fun because I've got, like, 4,000 followers and and on my business page, I don't even know how many I've got on there. And I can't get them to blab. Wow. Yeah, I'm finding the same thing that people are still like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I don't you have a reason to go over there. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> Rebel, do you have trouble like getting getting a lot of engagement on your Facebook page? Or because if you don't if you don't pay to boost it, if you don't pay the advertising fee, it you're you're only really reaching like a very small percentage, probably less than 10, maybe even less than 5%, right? On a, on a business page post. I have found a way to do it. Oh. And um, not my last one because I did something different, but the one before that, last post before that, I've got 5,000 plus reached. Wow. Nice. That's a lot or not, but it seems like that to me. And I only post twice, uh, twice a week. I close Sunday mornings and, and Wednesday mornings. And what I did was I joined a bunch of groups that were related to what I do. One of the things I do. And this one's wrapped around food. So I joined every group I could. And then I would post from my page to the group. 
Hmm. And I get some people, you know, uh, just immediately deleted me, <laughs> removing me from the group. And I had more than one saying, you know, I'm sorry, but you can only do it on Tuesdays. You can only, and I'm like, well, I'm going to leave because if I can't post my stuff, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of vain like that. What do I sell? Um, right. There, I don't really sell anything. It's it's basically I just post recipes that I do um, regarding emotional, uh, not emotional, uh, eat to live. And we, these are eat to live groups, Dr. Furman groups. And I think I'm in like 11 groups that I put them in. And I, I make a little money doing that because I put my Amazon affiliate links in there. And share a recipe. <laughs> I'll share the page if you want to check out the recipes. But see, at five o'clock, this, this so I start. Oh shoot, I gotta get going. I started just doing a, a blab on Eat to Live. Oh and cool. Oh, you're doing it today? Yeah, you're three doing minutes. It like in three minutes. Three minutes. But the thing is, I I can't get the people from these groups to the blab. So Maybe you can, you, get them, the you can get them from this blab to that blab at least, right? Yeah. Do you put the blab replays on your posts? Oh yeah. They don't and they're still it. not they're still not engaging. <laughs> no, ah. it'll happen. You know, I'm not in any any. You know, it's no big deal. I yeah. just find my recipe hmm. page so I can put it up real quick without. Um, well, it's great you're getting all that engagement though on on your page because uh, it's not easy these days. Yeah, and that, that's what I found. All of a sudden, I'm getting uh, a lot of, do I have an eggplant recipe? <laughs> like, can I get some eggplant over here? I want to eat the lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks for having me on. I'm going to run and go do my blab, and uh, y'all have fun now. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a great have night. He's <laughs> like, can I get some eggplant while you're at it? <laughs> Oh, too much Kurt, fun. So. Much, he's a hoot over there. It's like his great grandmother loved eggplant. <laughs> so thanks, thanks so much, Karen, for for coming on and and spending the hour. Um, tell everybody what you got coming up. Four thirty tomorrow, Tuesday yes. is Thought Leaders Playground. Um, yes, right, Jenny. Four thirty Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jenny. Fitz Jenny's here. <laughs> yeah, she just came in. Yes, okay, she's propping me up. So tomorrow, four thirty Eastern, we have Thought Leaders Playground. We'll be kicking it off for the new year to make sure that anybody who wants to be a thought leader and use Blab for that thought leadership and really want to, you know, put substance and quality on Blab, that's what we're there to um, ensure that the space is provided for you and the education is provided for you. And Mondays through Fridays, Think and Grow Rich for Coaches, we are going through Think and Grow Rich, the Napoleon Hill book. And tomorrow morning, we are chapter one. So if, you, if you're thinking about it and you want to get involved in reading Think and Grow Rich and you've been wanting to go through it. And thank you so much, Shoshana. She's put in the Facebook group. Go to the group, join the group, and then jo you can grab the book there. We have the files in the in the PDF is up in there. Um, and then come to the discussion every morning, 10 to, 10 to 11, Monday through awesome. Friday. Yeah. And check out, check out LivestreamUniverse.com because Karen and Coach Jenny are both featured in our predictions for 2016, what's going to happen with live streaming and digital media. So thanks everyone for joining us. This was a, a really fun show. Um, Livestream Stars is going to be off for two weeks and we'll be back on the 25th of January, Monday, 7 p.m. with Mitch Jackson. And um, we've got a lot of great guests coming up. Chris Barrows from YI Social Podcast, Rebecca Radis, um, Vincenzo Landino, 
Mark Babbitt. So a lot to look forward to at the end of January and through February. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great night and a wonderful 2016. Hope it's off to a good start. Take care, everyone. Thank you, Ross. Appreciate you. Thanks, Karen.